0: What makes Frontier Toyota so awesome?
1: They make it so easy.
0: They treat people right. They're straightforward. Frontier Toyota is also the proud recipient of Toyota's President's Cabinet Award, one of only 12 dealerships in the nation to win the award. It's our customers. Because at Frontier Toyota, it's it's about you! Come in or buy online at FrontierToyota.com. Frontier Toyota, Creekside Road in Valencia. Thanks for joining me on this week's Signal News Podcast. I'm Aaron Bender. It has been a minute uh, since our our first episode. Posted that back the first week of November. My wife, Len, that week that that episode posted, went into the hospital. And then the day after Veterans Day, lost her three-year fight against breast cancer. Many of you reached out to me after seeing her obituary in the Signal. Can't thank you enough. I appreciate your kind words, your support. Our daughters are doing okay, all things considered. Len was always very honest and open about what was happening to her, what she was going through. Even having a conversation last summer with me and the girls about whether they wanted her cremated and and kept here at home or if they wanted mommy to be buried in a cemetery and, and they would visit. That's how open and honest she was with the girls about what was going on. And the girls chose cremation. And so Len's here at home with us, always here at home with us. So thank you again for all your support over the holidays. Let's uh, let's get into this episode of the Signal News podcast. Talking education in the time of distance learning. My girls just went back to school earlier this week. And I say back to school. They're in our office. <laughs> I've got my desk right in the middle of theirs. And so we just... Uh, we just run school all morning. Later in this episode, we'll talk to a recent high school graduate turned new college student who's never really had the opportunity to actually physically go to college to attend classes and how she's using social media to maintain her mental health and well being. But first, let's talk a little elementary, my dear Watson. Susan Bender joining me now on the Signal News podcast. She is the principal at Highlands Elementary here in Santa Clarita, as well as the principal for the Saugus Digital Learning Academy. In other words, she's my daughter's principal, so <laughs> I was able to get a little fast track in there to get her on the, uh, on the podcast. Thank you, Susan. My pleasure, Aaron. How would you rate how this year has gone so far? I mean, we're in the middle of the second trimester as we start school back up again after the winter break. What are some takeaways so far?
1: Um, well, after having that long winter break, those three weeks um, off, I feel like our staff and our students have jumped right back into um, their classrooms, their Google classrooms, of course, um, with, some, with some changes um, as well, and some new platforms and ideas for the 2021 year. I um, haven't had any hiccups so far, I think, um, although it's just our second day back for 2021. I um, haven't had any tech tech issues from any of our 106 teachers and our 2,900 students um, other than, you know, the regular type of items, like my microphone isn't working on my Chromebook and, and things <laughs> like that. So, right. Um, Anyways, hoping that people weren't on their their screens over that winter break and were outside playing or inside playing and, you know, not using their Chromebooks as much as they have to while while they're in school.
0: Compare if you could then. I mean, we're just starting out this this time after winter break. Compare it to, say, the first few weeks of school. What was that like? And did you think you'd be where you are now in terms of the, the smoothness of it all? Uh, what was your timeline, and how did it all compare?
1: Sure. Um, great question. So, um when we first um began school in August, it was a it was a heavy lift um for the digital learning academy. um i'm I'm grateful that our superintendent, Dr. Hawkins, had the foresight to realize that our district needed a digital academy, that parents and families were, concerned about um, the virus and going back to a school setting. Um, so when we ni- initially launched in mid-July, um, we, we kind of forecasted, estimated that maybe we would have about 500 students in the academy. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> yeah, we can chuckle about that now. Um, but, you know, that number kept increasing. Um, so we hit the thousand mark very quickly after just a couple of Days of the announcement about the academy. Um, And then we grew to 1500, 1800. um, And then when we hit the 2000 mark, we, not a panic, but uh, wow, we really need to make sure that we have everything ready for that liftoff in in August. Um, So I know we've used this phrase a lot during the pandemic, but we were truly building the plane um, as we were flying. Um, And then when we hit the over 3,000 mark, um, we knew that, you know, the Digital Academy was something that, again, our families within the Saugus District um, wanted to make sure that, number one, that their children um, were safe um, and did not want to return to school. So when we launched the Digital Academy, for our families, like yourself, Erin, it was a commitment to being in um, a digital um, school setting for the 2020-21 school year. So we had, of course, some hiccups with technology, both software um, and hardware, you know, getting Chromebooks into you know, the hands of 3,000 students across the 15 different schools Um, took some planning and also it took because we have to realize that Saugus wasn't the only district needing Chromebooks there were Chromebooks needed um, across the world so you know having a shortage of Chromebooks just something simple like that that we didn't really although we're adding technology all schools are um, and trying to stay up to date Um, but just having the hardware available for our students was something that took a lot of planning um, but we're we're in a good place and then also teaching you have to think we have students from the age of 4 up to 11 and 12 year olds which is simpler for our upper grade students but you know teaching kindergartners how to turn their microphone on or to mute their microphone and also training our families you know because our families typically aren't you know, at home during the school day, they're at work um, for the most part. And then also, you know, not seeing parents just walking through um, a classroom setting. So making sure that we have those types of things in place um, in August. So now that it's January, people are, you know, they know know the rhythm and the rhyme to um, distance learning and teaching. So, we didn't expect any big hiccups when we returned um, yesterday.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, the few months of on that fly training of the last school year, I think, prepared everybody, uh, you know, for the most part, prepared a lot of people for what was to come this year. And if that hadn't happened last year in the middle of, that last semester, that last push. Right. Uh, I really don't know how successful this, this year would have been.
1: Well, it would have, you know, back in March, when we closed that last day, I re, I remember it very well. I was standing in our crosswalk saying goodbye, thinking that I was saying goodbye for two weeks um, or three weeks. So a closure of two weeks and then a week of spring break, thinking that we'd be back on, um, you know, at least by May. Um, and here we are in January and still haven't fully returned. But you know, when we closed, that was, um, an emergency response. You know, our teachers hadn't had a lot of training with respect to distance learning. We never, you think about all of the v- vocabulary that we use now, we call it edge ease. Um, but sync, nobody talked about synchronous learning and asynchronous learning. Yep. We didn't even talk about Google Meets or Zoom meetings. Um, so a lot a lot has changed. And, you know, been, there's, of course, benefits. And there's also some things that, you know, are extremely challenging. A couple
0: of years ago, I, I would say what, uh, early 2019, March or April, I was invited to do a podcast on Zoom. I had no idea what Zoom was. It took me forever to sign up. Fast forward, we're all on Zoom. We all know how to use Zoom. We've got all the ins and outs. I'm recording all these separate tracks. It's, it's, it's amazing what uh, an emergency really does to uh, force you to, to figure things out.
1: It really does. I think we become um, better problem solvers our, our kids as well, um, I was in a kindergarten classroom this morning for about 45 minutes and just watching our, our little ones and how they're able to access and still learn. The, the lesson was on the importance of um, learning how to rhyme to become stronger readers and writers. Um, and it's amazing what our teachers have done and the response has been positive for for the most part, certainly, we want minutes. our kids back, but we're not we're not there yet.
0: Right? Yeah. And and speaking of that, that actually kind of uh, uh, tailors nicely into where I wanted to go with the idea that yes, you are the principal of the digital learning academy, but you're also the principal at Highlands Elementary, and I'm sure a lot of parents there are wanting kids to get back into the classroom just for, if nothing else, a sense of normalcy, but also maybe a lot of parents still are not able to make arrangements to, you know, maybe they're being forced back into the workplace. But what are you, as the principal of Highlands Elementary, talking with parents about uh, the stay at home orders and how you're all handling that?
1: Right. Great, great question. You We had done, we meaning myself and our assistant principal, um, Mia Stanley, had done a lot of planning to bring cohorts that's another word that we didn't use in the past. Right
0: yeah had no idea what a what a cohort was we all said <laughs> hybrid no 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 don't ju- don't just say hybrid it's got to be small cohorts
1: Right so bringing different cohorts back so here at Highlands we have a Spanish dual immersion program um, our second year of the program so i always you know share with our families in the dual immersion program You know, not only do you have a kindergartner, but you're also, um, they're learning a second language and you're at a distance. So kind of a triple threat, so to speak. Um, But we had planned on bringing back um, about 50 of our dual immersion students. So kindergarten and first graders, along with, there's that word again, cohorts of first and second graders, and then our um, special day students as well. And we are... Superintendent Dr. Hawkins made the decision after meeting with um, the head of the health department that it was recommended that we not return any students. So, you know, all of that planning that um, is really simple when you're not in the middle of a pandemic, you know, drop off and pick up, um, where backpacks go, um, how to hand out paper, we, we have, we've got that down. Those are the simple things um, in education, but those are the things that take a lot of planning. How do you keep kindergartners who haven't been on a campus yet um, six feet apart from one another? So the, those are the types of things that um, take a lot of energy and time and resources. We can figure it out. Like I said earlier, it's that problem solving errand, um that just, you know, you put, you put your mind to it and you can figure it out. Um, but those are the challenges that I never thought would be difficult.
0: How many requests did you get for desks? Like, hey, oh. I actually need desks. Can I stop by Highlands and pick up a couple of desks? I'll sign a checkout form, whatever I need to do because Ikea doesn't have them. Good luck finding something on Amazon that can get here in the next two months. We've just kind of had to finagle a desk situation here. It seems to be working out.
1: You know, I only the, off the top of my head, I can only think of two parents who requested desks, um, and we didn't provide the furniture, um, but we we gave the parents some recommendations, and and yeah. that worked out. I can think of the one instance, and it it worked out fine. Yeah, um, but. You know, you never think as a principal, I'm gonna be on a Zoom with a parent looking in their <laughs> child's bedroom and giving them recommendations on how to create a, a space for, for school.
0: Right, right. And we've all heard about the, like the Google Meet and the Zoom fails, like the uh, what's going on in the background of different things. Any issues with that here at SDLA?
1: Um, You know, nothing. Nothing major. I mean, we've all, you know, heard the silly happenstances that take place in <laughs> other types of meetings. Um, you know, just it, it's, that's the challenging pieces, you know, just like your family, you're working at home. Um, I work from home sometimes as well. And I have two high school seniors and they're upstairs. One's in choir. And so she's hiding in a closet, trying to report <laughs> herself. Um, <laughs> And oh, that's, sometimes, that, that, that sounds know, familiar.
0: That sounds right. really
1: familiar. We see dog. you know, that happened a lot in August. We see the family dog, but that's part of, you know, we're, we're social beings. So we quickly as a teacher, you might make a response like, Oh, thank you for bringing your dog. Some teachers have had bring your pet to school day and show off your pet <laughs> because that is important. You know, wear right. your pajamas to school. Um, And especially for going back to your question, especially for our our little ones, our kindergartners and our TKers and and first graders, they need that support at home from their families. And it's a big ask um, for parents because you're trying to keep a roof over your own head, um, trying to complete your work, or you may have to go to work um, and in the same breath trying to help a five-year-old, as you know, um, with the work that they need to complete as well. So nothing, you know, alarming that's happened in, in the background, so to speak. Um, and kids figure things out, you know, they're investigative on Zoom and Google Meets and they figured out, oh, I can change my background. And, you know, so you have to let them play a little yeah. bit.
0: My daughters are asking me, you know, and hey, can you help me change my background? I'm like, I have no idea. Just play around with it. That's
1: fine. Right. And you got to give them that play time um, and then kids settle, they settle in. So not nothing, like I said, that has been too much. Um, so it's a really a fine balance. Like I shared about being in a kindergarten classroom this morning, you know, and a mom was in, but she was helping her daughter. So, right. you know, you, you want to make sure, you know, and that's one thing we're all social beings um, and we're so used to supporting and helping Um, And you don't want to, you just have to be so careful with um, families and, and what's happening um, in their, in their lives. Exactly.
0: Susan, thank you so much for the time. I'll let you get back to things. Appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Aaron.
0: Juliana Pilla is a new college student, College of the Canyons, having just graduated Valencia High School last year. We're going to get into how things went that last little bit of high school curveball, major curveball for you, but how has it been a uh, couple semesters now into COC?
2: Um, I'd say it's pretty difficult um, having to transition from what is supposed to be one of the most memorable like years of your childhood into what is now your first step into adulthood and transitioning in a sense where it's, from distance learning, from a new perspective, it's difficult, and um, you know, all of us are just trying to power through. And everyone's changing. Everyone's trying to like um, fix themselves into like becoming new people. And as much as it's becoming, um, you know, frustr frustrating, I'd say that it's really benefiting me in a in some sort of sense, and building myself yep. up and all of that stuff.
0: So, yeah. Compare the last, uh, well, obviously the full semester in the fall, and then you took classes, you've been taking classes over winter break. Um, compare that experience so far to how you thought it would go, knowing that it was going to be distance learning, knowing that it was all going to be on the computer. Um, compare it to how you thought it was going to go.
2: Um honestly with distance learning learning from a laptop even learning from home um I feel like all of us as students we we thought this was going to be easy you know every single day while we were at school we would wish to like you know go home take a day off uh call out of school um to learn from home and see it as the easiest way to power through school but Now, considering with like the winter semesters and fall semesters, it is hard and you get a lot more work and a lot more stress and it's completely different than what I would have imagined.
0: What are some of the challenges? Like if you just had to name a couple of challenges off the top of your head, what are some that really kind of stand out that you've found it the most difficult to overcome?
2: Um. Um, I'd say that as a person, um, a lot of people, when I went to like high school, uh, Valencia, um, they would consider me as one of the most social people. I'm a very social person. I love people and talking to people. And for me to just kind of isolate from what was normal and society, it's it's hard to just sit at home and just isolate yourself from normality and um, it gets depressing and it does get stressful and to be focused on so many things and not do things that were normal it's it's gonna take a mental toll so that's kind of what I've been suffering through
0: what are you doing to meet that need? What are you doing to make sure that self-care is uh, a priority?
2: Um, I do go through, now that we're home, we're focused around and revolved around technology. And we, with this going on, we've fixed ourselves into normalizing technology and media. And I've put myself out there displayed my personality and myself and shared it and I'm trying to share it with everyone else in a positive light and um you know at times it's going to be stressful it's going to be mentally deteriorating but at the same time you're building a whole new personality and everyone gets to see that side of you and it's beautiful
0: like and that. and is that something that maybe you use your TikTok, you use your Instagram as an outlet saying, you know what, I, ca- I can't be with people right now, but at least we can feel like we're part of a community?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that um, building a platform or being creative with what you're posting out there, whether it's through like you know the normal like instagram or snapchat to the extent of growing through like youtube or like tiktok and all of that stuff i think that it really builds up that person that you really are and it would be completely different if we didn't go through this whole like pandemic stage
0: this website intelligent.com just released a new survey of college students in which 57 percent said their ability to learn during the covid pandemic has been somewhat worse or much worse
2: it's a harder uh way of learning it's something that we have to condition ourselves and put way more effort into in order for us to retain that information and especially being a college student it's much more stressful because you're going to take all of this information and put it out there in the future and use it for the rest of your life.
0: How would you rate the job that College of the Canyons has done uh, communicating with you, uh, your professors there? Uh, how would you rate the the job so far by COC and your experience there?
2: I think that COC is doing a great job, honestly, with the way that they're handling the situation. Um, as a bio major, it's already a given that um, it's going to be hard for us to learn because most of the stuff that we're learning, we would have to see visuals and get hands on with what we're learning. But with what I've experienced, they've done the best that they've tried to do to get that information across. And I'm able to retain that information. And um, not only do they, find the best way for the students to really, um, get that sort of edu- education. Sorry. Um, they're also there for us, um, psychologically, and, uh, we're able to build a better relationships with our teachers now that, um, it's, we're able to have like conf- confidential, um, communications with our, uh, teachers, supervisors, counselors, and all that stuff. So I am thankful for having this going on.
0: As somebody who went to community college also out of high school, I had a lot of classes with a lot of friends. Are you finding that as well? And I, I would imagine as you look around the Zoom and you see people, see familiar faces, that's gonna actually help you get through the, the process.
2: Yeah, um, I've actually came across a couple people that I've already knew um, or I've already known from high school. Um, but at the same time with new people coming in, I've been able to build new relationships with these people and being the social person that I am. It's, it's fun to form new relationships. And I know how hard it is to go onto a new campus and make friends. And, um, yeah, I feel like it's improved our social skills now that we're able to be more diverse about like our opinions and um, our mindsets and stuff. So we're able to better communicate with each other.
0: All right. You're going to have to forgive the audio here. We had so many Zoom issues and even FaceTime wasn't working all that well. But I asked Juliana how she uses her TikTok and Instagram to help get her through the day.
2: I'm motivated to do more things and, and inspired to do even more things because I'm able to share it with other people. And knowing that there's people out there watching me and supporting me, it puts me in the most positive state.
0: You can follow her at Juliana underscore Pilla on TikTok and Instagram. That's J-U-L-I-A-N-A underscore P-I-L-L-A on TikTok and Instagram. She's such a fun follow. And you can follow me at Aaron Bender on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron Bender Media on TikTok and Facebook. Email me with any comments or questions about the Signal News podcast. It's abender at signalscv.com. Be well, everyone. What makes Frontier Toyota so awesome?
1: They make it so easy.
0: They treat people right. They're straightforward. Frontier Toyota is also the proud recipient of Toyota's President's Cabinet Award, one of only 12 dealerships in the nation to win the award. It's our customers. Because at Frontier Toyota, it's it's about you. Come in or buy online at FrontierToyota.com. Frontier Toyota, Creekside Road in Valencia.